There we go. All right. Well, we're one week into the month of Adar. So at this point, if you're listening to this, uh, you should be happy because we're supposed to be happy for over a week already. So uh, the good news is it says in the Psalms, King David, that uh, when you study Torah, you get happy. So if you're not happy now, hopefully in a little bit, you'll be uh, happier than before. So, this week's Parsha is Parshas Titzaveh. We're exploring more in the building of the tabernacle. And a big focus this week is on this special clothes. Clothes that the high priest wore and the regular priest wore. So, the standard Kohen, uh, when he did the service in the temple, in the tabernacle, he had four special clothing and the high priest had an additional four. So I'm going to talk about that a little bit. So before we get into that, though, at the very beginning of the Torah portion, it says, first, the first line, actually, it says, God says to Moshe, command the Jewish people, and it says, take for yourself um, the special oil, that is to, to light the menorah. So um, the question is that to some of the commentators point out that why were they bringing the special oil to Moshe? Moshe, as wonderful uh, as he was, um, was not a Kohen. And he was not lighting the, the menorah. And uh, the question is, why is God commanding, seemingly, for the Jews to bring the oil that Aaron needed to his brother Moshe? And Reb Chaim Shmulevitz points out a famous, I didn't even realize this, a famous song, but I only knew the first half of the song. There's a famous song, which I believe is sung in really all Jewish circles, wherever you are on the spectrum. Hine matobu manayim. Which means, how wonderful is it when you have brothers sitting together? Basically, is a song which talks about being Jewish unity. But the last half of that first, I wasn't aware. It, ta- it, ta- it, it describes oil in one's beard, which it seems a little interesting. And the commentators say it's actually this verse is referring to Moshe and Aaron. Moshe and Aaron were the epitome of two brothers who were simply happy for each other. They both had very special opportunities, special jobs, but they were different. And it could have lent to the opportunity, uh, the situation of maybe people being... um, uh, jealous of each other. And we see over and over again that Moshe and Aaron, not only were they not jealous, they were happy. And the Reb Chaim Shmulevitz says that that's what the verse says. When it says that they were bringing the oil to Moshe, it doesn't necessarily mean it was coming to Moshe. It was as if it came to Moshe because it was for his brother and they were he was just so happy for his brother. So let's take a moment for a second to think about how do, how do we do that? Yeah? Uh, where did the oil come from? 
Do you know? Came, I believe that it came from they took an, an olive and they squeezed it once and just the very first drop. So it was beyond very pure oil. Now, how did they get olives in the desert? That's a really good question. And I don't know. <laughs> so, good question. I'll let you know when I find out. Yeah, I, I, that's a good question. Okay. So, um, the question is, though, how, how do we develop this idea? You know, we do, the name of the class is to love your neighbor. How does a person develop a, a, a you know, it's hard to be happy for, for someone else. Um, so I saw a couple of ideas and one, 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 one aspect that and it said the first step in that is to, um, is to be self-confident. It's very hard to be happy for someone else if you're not comfortable in your own shoes, because then you're always, you always got to look for your own back. And, um, and uh, so the first step is if you want to be able to love other people and be happy for them, you first got to be happy with yourself. And this is a common Jewish idea. The second idea, the first, so first thing is be happy with yourself. The next idea is to look at someone else, look at any person really, look at a man, look at a woman, and say, you know, and look at them and see what they're, what you respect about them. What do you appreciate about them? Everyone has different qualities and things that are valuable about them. You know, no two people are the same. No two people have similar, uh, you know, exactly the same, uh, you know, things that they bring to the table. And that is something that if a person takes the time to do that, and the truth is we all can do that because, you know, we're able to do it with someone who we like and certain family members sometimes. We're able to list off how wonderful they are. But somehow if someone else who we don't like as much, we can't. But you know what? Just about anyone's mother loves them. And that's because mothers notice the good things about their kids. So that is the second key. And the third key is the hardest, but it's important. Is you got to just have a big heart. You got to be able to make space, and it takes work, make space for other people. to. to they say the greatest people have the biggest eye. They just include many people as a part of who they are. You're, a person that has an amazing capacity to be able to love and care about many people. And that's, you know, similar. That's what, that's one of the aspects about us that makes us human beings in the image of God, because God takes care of every single thing in the universe. Now we're not God. We can't be, we don't have that bandwidth, but we do have a tremendous amount of, of bandwidth. And that's something we should not underestimate ourselves. Amen. Okay, moving along. So we got these clothes. The first thing, one of the first things that the Torah tells us about these clothes, it says you should make the holy clothes for Aaron, your brother. And it says, what, are, what is the purpose 
of the clothes. Lechavod ulisifaris. For honor and for glory. What is honor and glory? So the Ksav Sofer lived in the 1800s. Uh, famous, his father was famous Hassam Sofer. And he points out that clothes have two, uh, besides the fact that they cover you up, but clothes serve, the type of clothes that a person chooses to wear, there's really two functions that clothes have. The first function of clothes is to help you. I'm wearing something, and the clothes that I choose to wear helps me with something that I want to I want to think about, I want to be. Um, the other aspect is the aspect of, and is there a message that I'm trying to send to other people? So let's take an example, a police officer. Police officer, certainly the reason why he wears, or he or she wears the uniform that they do is to the other people can recognize this is a police officer. But Another part of a police officer's function in wearing their clothes is to send a message to themselves. This is who I am. Now, and this really applies to all of us. It applies to regular uni a uniform if you have one, but it also applies to your choice of clothes. While clothes don't make the man, they tend to say a lot about what you're trying to project and often what you think of yourself. So when it comes to Aaron, Aaron did not really need the extra power that clothes can give a person to support who they are. He was very motivated and, and, and inspired to be who he needed to be. But what the main function of his clothes, and this is why the Torah says the purpose of the clothes was, was for splendor. And the splendor was to show other people who the priesthood was. Who is this person who is going to inspire us and, and, and represent God? And that's just something we have to think about when we dress and when we do anything that we do. When we talk, we're always sending messages to ourselves, and we're certainly sending messages to others. Uh, there's certain signs of respect we can be showing other people. Later on in, the, in, the, in this Torah portion, it talks about the daily sacrifice. Every single day of the tabernacle and every single day of the temple. In the morning, they brought a sacrifice and the afternoon. Morning and afternoon. And this generally represents the idea of consistency. Consistency is probably, is certainly one of the most, uh, I don't want to say the most, could be even the most um, uh, characteristics a person has to develop to really go for anything in life. And I recently was reading a book called Atomic Habits. Fantastic book. I recommend it. And it's written by James Clear. And the idea in the book is that you want to create easy habits and keep creating habits because um, if a person can only be, be, be constantly working on so many things. So you want to get 
yourself to be doing good things habitually so you can continue to do more good things. And especially when it comes to, you know, dealing with other people, if, a, you know, we only have a certain amount of patience and grit and hard work. And what happens is if a person doesn't create good habits, then they're constantly having to work and inevitably they're not very, very successful. So if a person accustoms themselves to being sensitive and to being kind and to being nice and all these kind of things, then, you know, you, you can continue to be more sensitive. But if you have to constantly be working and working and you don't create the consistency of a habit, then life becomes very challenging and, and life becomes much more easy. And this is why, one, you know, in Judaism, one of the big mitzvahs is that you, a person is supposed to train their child while they're young to have as many good habits as as possible because life has so many challenges you don't want a, a as an adult to be struggling with things that you could have gotten straight when you were three and this is one of the big mitzvahs in judaism that a person to to train the youth and if a person didn't have when they were young do it when you get older so There was a, uh, one second. So beginning of the Torah portion, we talk a lot about the special clothes of the high priest. In every generation, there was really one high priest. And the number one qualification that you needed to be a high priest is you have to be a priest, a Kohen. And do you know how you become a Kohen? If your father was a Kohen. And going all the way, all the way back, 3,334 years till we get to Aaron the Cohen. So there was once a someone who converted to Judaism. I was a wonderful, sincere person, a little bit of a joke. And he went to uh, the rabbi and he said, I want to be the high priest. And the rabbi said, you know, you're wonderful, you're amazing, but you'll never be a high priest. He's like, how can you say that? How, what can I do? How much can I pay? And um, obviously, it's not possible. And something that we need to uh, learn from something from this idea is that um, you sometimes, if a person is not in in an intellectual state, a person's in a fantasy state, a person's in an emotional state. You can't meet emotions with intellect. You can't meet fantasy with in, with intellects with with with, with intellect. You're not going to be able to accomplish it in a head-on way. And often, so often, when we're dealing with other people, we get frustrated because we don't match things up. If someone is coming to me with an emotional expression or an emotional need, and I respond intellectually. They're going to be frustrated if not mad. If I'm coming to you intellectually and you respond to me emotionally, and there's many other ideas. And that's something which is very important in, um, as we uh, go through life. Now, the different... Why am I talking about this? Because the different clothing that the Kohen Gadol specifically wore, the high priest wore... They represented and they 
helped in the metaphysical world and I world and I guess on some level they inspired people about certain parts of the body. The tzitz, which was the gold plate on the on the high priest's forehead, was an intellectual thing. The breastplate, which was on the heart, represented emotions. And the question is, uh, really, you know, the way it worked is actually fascinating. In the time of the temple, the Kohen had this fa- fancy schmancy breastplate, and people could actually come to the high priest, ask him questions on anything. And the Kohen Gadol, inspired or through the messages, was able to give people answers on all kinds of questions. And the, and the questions included politics, war, really anything under the sun. And the question is, why are you going, you know, today you want financial advice, you go to an advisor, you want uh, political advice, you go to a political scientist. Why were people going to the high priest in this holy, pure environment to get advice on not spiritual things? And they explain that, you know what, it is true. We are supposed to study the world, and that's what scientists do and analysts do, and there's a lot to learn from that. But as wonderful as sciences and analysts are and professionals are, we all have our biases. And biases really can get in the way and really can make things very murky and not clear and get pretty bad advice sometimes. What was unique about the Kohen Gadol is that he spent his entire day purifying his heart, purifying his mind. He had clear, pristine, no ego, just clear vision, which is it's just such a, a, a hard thing to tap into. And um, that's what it was. Um, and and uh, that's really what Judaism does. Judaism offers uh, us so much more than you know the actual you know uh, commandments and the actual laws. It has it offers us um, a, a divine clarity of how to, uh, to to decipher many situations. And that even today, yes, today we certainly do not have the clarity that we had in the time of the temple and we had the high priests, but we do have, so you still have the Torah. And we, anyone can study Torah. It says the Torah is in the corner for anyone to take. You don't need money. You don't need uh, access. You don't need, uh, you know, to be from a famous family. You just need to 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 to, to do it, study Torah, especially today. It's you know, Torah is everywhere, and what Torah does and spirituality does is it clarifies your mind and it gives you the ability to think clearly about things, and that's something which is, it's we all need very much. Um, one second. Right. Hang on. I'm here. 
Um, another idea I wanted to bring out, we're talking about these clothes. So the clothing is the, 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 the clothing which was described as honor and of glory. And why does it mention um, um, honor first and then glory? So I saw a commentary that says that when it says honor, honor represents the natural way that you were born. Everything in life, people, situations, things, you have the way you were made. And really that, you know, you have to be in touch with that. You have to be take pride in it. And you have to treasure it. But you don't really get any credit for that. It's not, you didn't do anything. But what you do need to do is you do need to focus on the, you need, so the first thing is to get in touch with your cover. Who are you? What do you have? But then the, what, you, what life is about is the teferis, the glory, which is potential. But that which is the main focus of our lives. Often what happens is, is the opposite. We tend to get all hyped up and proud of the parts about us that have nothing to do with our effort. Person born beautiful or handsome or smart or naturally talented. It's like and a person can feel good about that, and that's called healthy self-esteem. But what life really is about is taking your raw materials, your raw personality, your raw gifts, and um, and doing something with them. And that, I think, is a good, uh, just a good reminder to segue to close before we review of what, why this month and next month, what a person can do to be happy. Because a person, there's a, uh, I'm not a uh, mental health professional, but my understanding is that when a person is li not living true to themselves, when a person is living in oblivion, a person is living a lie, they're not honest with themselves, Hashem made us that we naturally are not happy with that. Because Hashem has a piece of us that naturally pushes us to not be happy when we're not doing the right thing. And the most important part that a person needs to do in order to do the right thing and to be happy is to, is, is to work on themselves and to develop oneself. And if a person becomes all too in and, and self-glorified about the parts of themselves that they, have, they don't really have any credit for, they tend to not focus and work on the parts of themselves that is actually what they're here to do and things that you can, to some degree, be, be proud of because you did something with it. And that is a way that a person can be very happy. People are happy. Growing people are happy people. When you grow, you're happy. It creates a joy. And that's actually why Torah study and spirituality in general makes a person happy because it's a constant growth. You grow. You grow when you study Torah. You grow when you develop your spirituality. So let's do a quick review. First thing we talked about was the beautiful idea that Moshe was so, was equally, it was almost as if he got a present when his brother Aaron got the present. And that actually is the famous song 
How wonderful it is when brothers are together. And that, and that is um, uh, why the verse can refer to Moshe getting something when his brother got it. We discussed from Rabbi Shmulevitz what can a person do to develop this talent for being happy for other people. And the first step we said was to be confident and happy with who you are. You're happy with who you are, and you can be happy for other people. We talked about looking at other people and noticing and respecting and appreciating the values and qualities that they have. And lastly, just let me to expand yourself. The, the, we, we should not underestimate the human capacity to help and envelop others in there. We have a tremendous capacity. That's part of what it means that we're in the image of God. God takes care of the universe. We can take care and we have space in our emotional and our hearts for really endless people. We talked about for the Chassam Ksav Sofer that the purpose of clothing, it, 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 it speaks to yourself. A lot of times a way to help yourself think and act a certain way is to dress a certain way. It also says the messages that you're sending to other people. Talk about the idea of, have, of, of developing habits and how crucial that is to be able to be a good person because you only can work on so many things at once. You want to get as many good things as possible to become second nature. Talked about the idea that um, the different... Um, special vestments that the high priest wore, they helped and inspired metaphysically and inspirationally for different things. The breast, the, the head, special um, gold plate on the head dealt with intellectual things. The special choshen, the breastplate, talked about more emotional things. And we've discussed how um, it's important a person deal with intellectual things in an intellectual way and emotional things in an emotional way very important in relationships, not to, not to mix and match them. And we talked about how, how, how we learned that people went to the high priest to get advice about everything, politics, war, anything, and why are we going to him? We're going to him because he has a pure view, not biased. As wonderful as professionals and specialists are, we all have our biases. And one of the, perhaps the best thing that we have in Judaism, we have access, we have an ability to clarify and clear our mind through access, connecting ourselves to God through Torah and through prayer. And that is really a way, that's really the only way a person can really be able to develop good relationships because you need, we're so biased and, and the Torah really turns us into, uh, into better people. So, uh, and that, that extended to that, uh, what we should be, our main focus in life is the teferis, the glory, what we're, we're developing ourselves into potential, and that will make us happy, that we should have a wonderful Shabbos and a continuing building up our happiness as we head towards Purim. Thanks for coming on. Have a good Shabbos. Thank you.